you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. You know, when you read the Bible, you know, we, we get to the point where we just, if you read it through it a couple of times, you get to the point where you just read stuff and you really don't take the time to read it. And uh, I find that I'm going back and finding things that I've read over before. And this time it hits me in a different way. You see a phrase that hits you a different way and see uh, a word or two that hits you in different ways and just, you say, I never knew it was there before and I've read it over and over before. So, uh, that's just what happened with me on this one. Hebrews chapter 11 tonight, uh, beginning in verse number 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and, it, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not seek death, and was not found because God had translated him. Before, before, before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it's impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into the place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith sojourned he the land of promise in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of, with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builders and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah received, herself received strength to conceive, uh, conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one of him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky and the multitude, and as the sands in which by the sea shore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen it them far off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims of this earth. For they, for they that said such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had came out, they might not may had opportunity to have returned. But this is where I want to get to tonight. But now that they desire a better country, that is, and heavenly, wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared them for a city. 
Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts and open our minds and give us the things that we need. And we'll praise you and we'll glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The first 15 verses of Hebrews chapter 11, we see the faith of those that loved and served God. As we read the names of those people, we find out this group of people were not perfect. They were not perfect. They're not a perfect group of people. Many times when we read the Bible and, and about the ones that uh, uh, him, many times we think we're, we're not on the same uh, uh, Bible characters. We think that for some reason uh, we have a different temptation. We have different setbacks, uh, different faults, different failures, and different type of struggles in life because we are living in this day and these people were living in a different time. You know what I love about the Bible? The Bible lists these people in this hall of faith, if you will, and we notice that this they were not a perfect people. These people had made mistakes. Noah was a drunk. Abraham got ahead of God and even lied. Sarah laughed at the promise of God. Jake, Jacob was a trickster and a deceiver. Moses was a murderer, and Rahab was a harlot. But we see all these people had faults and failures. Although they were messed up, the Bible said that the faith honors God. In fact, nothing pleases God more than faith. The Bible said without faith it's impossible to please God. We cannot please God God didn't say we have to be faultless, we have to be perfect, we have to be a perfect group of people. But God did say if we're going to please Him, we must have faith in God. Here in Hebrews 11 we see that God said that because of their faith and trust in God, not because of their faults, not because of their failures, because something in their life, they're connected with faith. And God looked over the realms of heaven and said, He was not ashamed to be called their God. Now, I got to thinking about that. If He said, I'm not ashamed to be called their God, that would imply tonight that God could be ashamed of you and I. God could look at our lives and God could say, I'm ashamed of them. And I'm not talking about losing your salvation. I'm talking about something different totally than salvation. But there are times we do not act like a child of God. We don't walk what we say we walk. You know, you know there's something about Sunday mornings. It seems like on Sunday mornings, everybody get out of bed grouchy. And then they got up a half an hour too late, and they're running around, they're yelling and trying to get everything done. And, and, and you're then you're, you're standing in the Starbucks line trying to get some coffee, and you just stop, and you're yelling, come on, come on, come on! And then you have to realize, God, forgive me, for I lost it. Would you think that God looking over in heaven at us at that moment said, you know what, I'm not really pleased with them, what they're doing right this moment. I know that 
my parents growing up, there were times they were ashamed of me. But not once did I ever hear my father tell me, you're not my son. I, I never hear God tell me I'm not his son. Maybe it's not necessarily connected to something that is bad, or is happening bad, but I believe tonight if it's connected with faith in God tonight. The Old Testament, you'll read where God was utterly ashamed to claim Israel as his own. He was ashamed to call them, be called their God. And yet he said, I am their God. He's the God of Abraham the liar. He's the God of Jacob the trickster. And in verse 16 he says, Wherefore God was not ashamed to be called their God, I thought to myself, you see wherefore in the Bible, you always ask yourself, what's wherefore therefore? Why, why is wherefore therefore in the Bible? It's to get us to notice something, to get us to see something. Abraham was a friend of God. He obeyed God. Enoch walked with God. And he pleased God. Abel was offered a more excellent uh, sacrifice. Judge God, Sarah judged God's faithful who had promised. Jacob worshipped, leaning on a staff. I can say that we could see the mighty hand of God working in their lives. And, and if it would not be a shame to him to be th their God, with a lack of the things they've done, I believe he would... Be our gods. I, I've never seen a more faithless generation than the generation we live in today. People just don't want to believe God anymore. They, they have to help God out. Preachers have to help God out. Parents have to help God out. Churches have to help God out. Everything is running and operating on the arm of the flesh rather than just believing God. So what was it in their lives that caused God to look down and say, I am not ashamed to be called their God. And I believe we take these three little things and apply them to our lives. I believe God could look down to heaven and say, I'm not ashamed to be their God. I'm not ashamed to be called their God. First of all, they declared their faith in God. In verse 13 and 14, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and persuaded them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in this land. For they that said such things declared plainly that they seek a country. Amen. Listen, Christianity is not a closet Christianity. They're, they're, these people declared in what they believed. Enoch had a testimony and his life declared it. Noah was a preacher and he preached what he declared and he believed it. He did it because he just obeyed God. He declared that he believed by building the ark. 
Not only did they do that with their lips, they also did it with their lives. I find most of us say, I believe God. I believe God will meet my needs. But we never put God in the position where He has to be the one that meets our needs. We've got it under control. I've got a hold of it. We never say, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to put you in a position, Lord, in my life by faith. I'm going to declare by faith in God, not only in my lips, but also in my life. Verse 4, Abel declared his faith. You know what he did? It was with the blood. It was not the best of the fruits of the ground. He brought the blood as a sacrifice, and God accepted the blood. Psalms 107, let, let them the redeem of the Lord say so. How do we declare our faith? We can do it two ways. We can do it with our lips, or we can do it with our lives. Listen, talk is cheap. But a life that is constantly, daily, yearly, declaring the faith in God, you know what that is? That's undeniable, a child of God. You cannot deny a lot that says, I'm going to put myself in a position where God, God is the one that's going to have to do it for me. Anybody can talk a good talk. You, you know, usually it's the fellow that talks a big talk about a fight. Well, I can take them down in no time. I can take them out back and whip them up real good. I don't have a problem with any of them. Usually those that uh, talk a big talk, I find out they don't do a very good fighting you know the ones that you really got to be afraid of it's those silent ones those silent ones that get you all the time the guys are already running them out but I find out that much of the fight he's not much of fighting ones. God it, 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 they declared the lies they really believed God these people were not a perfect group of people, but they declared their faith in God. Are, are you ready to step out and declare your faith in God? When is it the last time you actually took a faith in God and put God in the position that He was the one that was going to have to do it? He was the one that was going to have to get it done. You've tried and you can't do it. And you put yourself in position and said, Lord, you're the one that's going to have to fix this. And let go of it. Step back. Let God take care of it. You know, I find a lot of times when we come to the altar and say, Lord, I need this to be taken care of. And we pick it back up and take the uh, pews with us. We try to fix it ourselves again. If you couldn't fix it the first ten times, why do you think you can first fix it in the eleventh time? If you come to the altar and say, Lord, I'm going to leave this here. I'm putting you in the position to take care of this, and I'm going to wipe my hands of it. They declared their faith in God. We need to declare our faith in God, especially in the time that we live in today. Too many Christians are going into the closets, and they're not coming out. Too many people want to socialize with the world, 
but yet try to hold God on the side. You need to declare your faith. They decided to follow Jesus. Verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that received the promise offered up his only begotten son. You know what you got to do tonight? You have to decide to follow Jesus. There's a lot of times people declare their faith in God, but they never put God or or themselves in a position where God is the one that makes it done or gets it done. Abraham put himself in that position. He's going up the mountain. He has the fire. He has the wood. He's got his son. Abraham was saying, Lord, I have decided to follow you. I'm not running back. I'm not turning back. Though none will follow me, I have decided to follow you. And God provided. He put himself in that position. So, Lord, it has to be you. It's going to have to be you. He decided to follow Jesus. We're going to have to make a decision ourselves. You're living in that day-to-day where you're going to have to make a decision where you're going to follow Jesus or follow the world. You can't have both ways. You've got to make your mind up. Each one that is listed in this chapter decided they did it. I love when it came to the church and the Holy Spirit moves uh, and we get happy and we come to the altar and we weep in tears. Just like during revival. But you know, realize most of our life is just making decisions. Most of our life is not just singing or preaching. You're going to have to make a decision to follow God when everything's bad. You're going to have to make a decision to follow God when your heart ain't in it. When the storm's coming, you're going to have to make a decision to follow God no matter what you're going through. When the, when the world is beckoning you and Satan is buffering you, your decision must stand. When your flesh burns inside of you, your decision must stand. When sin besets you, your decision must stand. When death buries a loved one, your decision must stand. When you have been forsaken by family and friends, your decision must stand. You're going to have to make your mind up tonight if you're going to follow Jesus or not. It's not always going to be shouting and praising and singing and weeping. It's not always going to be like, it's going to be some hard times coming. There's going to be some persecution coming your way. Life's not going to be the same way all the time. You're going to have to make a mind up to follow Jesus. That decision to follow Jesus. And it must stand. Declare your faith in God. Decide to follow Jesus. Then it says they desired a better country. Verse 16, but now they desire a better country. You 
You know what you have to watch out for all these believers in this world? It's the glitter, glamour, and the glare of this world. Because it gets in your eyes. Because a lot of fun things down here. Sure, there's some headaches. Sure, there's some trials. Sure, there's some tears. We've all gone through them. And there's also some good things down here. Verse 15, it says, And truly, if they had been mindful of this country, this place, from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. Can I say this? There's always an opportunity to go back. There's always an opportunity to turn around. The opportunity will arise and the devil's going to see to that. But if you're going to go back to that decision to make, when you got down at the altar and you asked God to forgive you, asked God to come into your life, when things get hard, when everything around you is pulling you away, You're just going to have to say, I'm keeping my eyes on that heavenly home. Because it's easy to get attached to the things of this world. And believe me, I know that. But you know, the more that I look towards heaven, the more I long to get there. This world has lost its grip on me, and I'm ready any time now. I'm looking for that city. And it's getting closer every day. But you've got to make a decision tonight. You've got to declare your faith in God. Or you cannot even see the city of God. God said, I'm not ashamed to be called their God. I imagine there's probably some of us can say God looked over the rails of heaven and says, you know what, I'm ashamed of that person. I'm ashamed of you, Jimmy, for what you did. I'm ashamed of you, Jimmy, for what you said. But I can say, Lord, forgive me and move on. It's not because I'm bad. It's not because of things. But it's because of faith I have in God that he can say, I'm not ashamed to be called their God. God been ashamed at you? God ashamed at you right now. We, I got, we all did some things this morning we shouldn't have done. Amen. You ain't, you ain't raising your hand. You better come to the altar because you're fibbing. <laughs> you didn't want to get out of bed like me this morning. But if we make our decision. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. If we make that declaration to this world that I'm following Jesus Christ, it's not going to be easy. It will not be easy. There's trouble in this life. There's heartaches in this life, and it's going to come. But I looked at the end results. When they laid me in that ground, it's over. It is over. No more heartaches, no more worries, no more tears, no more pain. It's over. 
And I'm longing for that more each and every day. Let it be over with. Let it be over with.